Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, welcome to the Redman TV. It is the build-up show. We are back Talking about f- <laughs> actual football. Um, yeah, I'm Paul Machin. I'm joined by Chris Pajak and Copy Podcast Mick Moran for this one as well. Uh, a fine team to discuss, a very fine team. Um, yeah, let's just dive into it, Chris. As we said there, I, I'm just so glad that we've got some football to talk about. It's been a miserable couple of weeks filled with just whinging. Like, just, and it's whinging, and there's nothing more annoying than whinging. Complaining's different. Whinging happens at a frequency that just hurts the brain, and that's what social media's been like for two weeks. It's kind of like what you've been doing just then. Just that's then. Whinging. Genuinely, yeah. like, it's not stopped, apparently, yeah. Paul. Um, but no, I think look, everyone deals with international breaks differently, don't they? And obviously, with this one being straight off the back of the transfer window, was meant it was always going to be terrible if Liverpool didn't do signings. Um, they didn't do the signings, unfortunately. We're all disappointed about that, and I think that's something that everybody kind of needs to remember. Um, but what we all love is Liverpool. We all love watching the games. We all love talking about the games, and, and that's what we're getting back to, which just means, for me, we can forget about it until the next big injury. Well, that's the point. Yeah. Well, that's the point, <laughs> isn't it? Um Mick, is that we get to go about the business once again of watching the finest Liverpool team in our lifetimes play football again, and that's a thing that shouldn't be forgotten. I think people lose sight just how good this team is sometimes with all the injury stuff and people are like clamouring on Twitter for a new shiny toy and whatever else. And I think you kind of forget that we haven't signed anyone. Obviously, Canate was a, is a great sign, and people people still forget that. I think don't they? How good he can be? Yeah. He's he's only twenty two. He's got. As, eight, nine years at the, at the top level and he's got Van Dijk to learn from mm-hmm. for a long period of that. I think we forget that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, the, the people we've got in reserve, like some Minamino and Origi and whoever else, like there's obviously question marks about whether they can cut it if the, the big players do have an injury or whatever else. But, I mean, Klopp's made the decision that that's what he wants to do. So, I mean, we, we can't do anything else but back that. We, yeah. like, we obviously want to back the lads and, and I think that's that's all we need to do. And we've got, we need to realise that this team is is exceptional. No, I completely agree with that. And of course, I saw a great, um, there was a great tweet about this on uh, over the week. talking about like the nine subs thing, I don't think helps anyone's psychology on this is because you've now got to find two extra players. And if the, those two players aren't, established internationals you somehow feel like you're being like the whole thing's falling apart whereas in real terms it's not it's an absolute not the nine subs thing just needs to get binned either have five subs available like they still got in in, in a variety of different you know formats and tournaments and what have you or just because I'll stick with seven because I don't I kind of don't see the point and again it's just contributing towards this sense that somehow your squad's not good enough when really it, it you know you, you don't need 
seven, and even then you'd only use three anyway. So it's not like you need to have a bench chock full of well. No, and there's and there's generally speaking for Liverpool, there's two lads that you're not thinking of getting on unless there's a really like it's four nil or something like that anyway. So yeah. you're essentially still got your seven, and I think it's not being talked about, and perhaps it should be. But you know, obviously we're going through a full season with this. You don't want to expand your squad so much so that you've got these nine world class subs, and then you can't give them even bench time if it was to change next season. Um that might be in somebody's thinking. I don't think you know there are other teams out there that just won't care. Yeah. And um, but our manager does care. And I'm and I'm not talking about the ownership, I'm talking about our manager. Okay. Like he doesn't want people who don't think they can see a route into the sides and who who are just gonna sit there not getting game time throughout the entire season. So yeah it does it definitely it definitely you're right, Paul. It does have something to say. I think, you know, for me, I'd I'd love us love us to have nine world class substitutes. Yeah. Um, we don't. It's just a fact. Well, it's an interesting point. I just uh, to to that point on that because the Man, Man City they held up as the examples on how they great their squad depth is. Their substitutes bench against Arsenal had Cole Palmer and Tommy Doyle on it. As I said, two. There's uh, pretty much two that aren't getting in. Yeah, yeah and that surprises exactly. me that it's Man City. Yeah, exactly. Now, of course, you can say, well, they had a couple of, they've had a couple of injuries or whatever. But again, that's the point. Um, it's not something to get our heads lost in too much. Um, is it an interesting point because it's been a very, very long time since we played Leeds United at Ellen Road in front of a uh, capacity crowd. <laughs> uh, this isn't the trivia question, but it is just something that we wanted to look back on. The last time we actually played them. Um, in front of a capacity, Ellen Road was back in 2009 in the League Cup third round. Okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, anyone want a stab at what Liverpool's team was for that game? You'll never get the goalkeeper in a million bazillion. Cavalieri. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, boy. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I, I can only go downhill from here. There's oh no point my. in guessing anymore. God. No, we should just end the show there. That's great. Um, <laughs> I mean, Nick, want to throw it? Want to throw a random name out? Go on, tell me who the right back is. One of the worst right backs Liverpool have had in the Premier League. Cronkamp. Get lost. <laughs> yeah, um, Cronkamp was fine. <laughs> worse than Cronkamp. He was. He, he, he was. He was definitely worse than Cronkamp. He was worse than um, Hossamy. He. He's got a twin brother. Who I think is currently oh, Dagan. For one of our players, Philip oh, Dagan. Wow. Dagan. Yeah. I was going to say Hosmi, to be fair. Yeah, but he, he, he might have just gone. He was worse. The left back, <laughs> all in the same sort of, all in the same sort of sphere. Oh, league Cup, what round? Uh, third round. Oh gosh, that's it's hard, isn't it? Like senior player, Italian international, the Sena. Wow, correct the one though. Um, left wing. It was the missing piece in Rafa's in, in Rafa's team, even though let's be honest, he wasn't he wasn't oh. more than this season. Riera? Riera. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Just a, just an interesting one. So it was Cavalieri, uh, Aurelio, Kiriakos and Carragher at centre half, Degan at right back. Uh, oh, 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 oh the must have played left mid or something here. Riera, Babel, Mascarano, Spearing and Go. What a Wow. team that is like wow. um, and just out of interest You're talking then, about squad depth Paul yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah. out of interest because Chris wants to know when the last time we played them in the prem, in the Premier League uh, you have to go back to uh, February the 29th 2004 under Gerard Houllier we were and their team Paul Robinson Gary Kelly Didier Domi Dominic Matteo, Stephen Caldwell, Eric Bacher, Jermaine Pennant, Seth Johnson, Marfa Duca, Alan Smith, and one James Milner. 
the last time in 2004. Our boss is the James Villeneuve was still playing. That's incredible. Yeah, incredible. Without a doubt. Uh, right, we're going to be talking about how the international break has impacted Liverpool's options, both in terms of fitness, uh, uh, injuries, and availability, and all that kind of stuff. Um, we are going to take a very short break. We have got a trivia question. Which, please, dear God, somebody remind me. I know the answer to this because obviously we've just had one, and I found the, I found this one of the easiest trivia questions you've ever done. There we go. There are two players still active in the Premier League who have played for both Leeds and Liverpool. Name them. Back after a short break. Everyone, the Build Up Show is brought to you in association with Ultimate Fan, the completely free-to-play app and game that combines weekly pack opening a la Ultimate Team with weekly fantasy football play where you open packs, get players, put them in your team and earn weekly fantasy points. So don't worry uh, if you didn't get your team in in game week one or any of that nonsense. Weekly leagues with weekly prizes to be won and a game completely free to play as well. Um, we get 10 cards to start with. Each week we get a base pack which are three players in it let's see who we've got this week with this pack Lucas Moura decent quite like him that's okay another silver there I'm ooh right okay so we've been badly lacking a decent defender I think for the squad so Laporte is very good I mean whether he'll play is a different matter but here we go and we've got a gold we've got a gold it is ooh, it's blue it's, is it Ch Ch Chelsea it's Jamie Vardy we've Got him already! Hey, I think we'll be able to trade him. Don't understand that just yet, but rest assured, I will find out. We've also got our ultimate fan plus gold pack to open as well, which is an additional subscription service. You don't need it to play the game. I have it because it's cool and you get more access to gold players. So let's see who we got this week. We got Sadio Mane last time out in the international break. Sadio! Sadio! Yes, we've got our first Liverpool player in the UF team. Oh my word, thank heavens for that. Let's see who we get this time. Luke Shaw. Okay, gold. But is he the second best left back in the Premier League? <clears throat> Third, probably after Shimikas. Um, Mikel Antonio, okay, cool, goal machine, like that. And Jaden Sancho, wow, okay, well, listen, let's be honest, not made up that we've got loads of Man United players, but let's have a little look then at what that means for our side. There's my team, screenshot me yours, send them to at the Redmen TV. The app is completely free to download, the link to download it is in the video info underneath. Get involved. If you were a Redmen Picks player last season, your account still works on that, so you just log in using those details, get your first pack, see how you get on. It is very, very good fun, and it is weekly. Each week starts fresh, I don't feel like you've missed out if you've not got in so far. You can start from now by beating me probably not because my team's amazing but we'll see see you there thank you thank you thank you to ultimate fan uh, get involved download the app there. the link is in the description it's really good fun we're having a good laugh with it and yeah you can you can try and embarrass us with your better abilities at fantasy football and yeah i'm not very good at this yeah not very good at it at all yeah it's yeah i'm gonna get better I'm striving Got to, be to better. get better. It's in it's it's eight within you. Yeah, I'm going to have to because, you know, I'd like to get double points, one, <laughs> double digit points one week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but as I mentioned there, it, it, it starts every single week afresh, so don't feel like you've missed out on something. If you've not started yet, you can download it, get involved, have a laugh, and let us know how you get on with it as well. I'm enjoying it, and hopefully you will too. Uh, right, the trivia question was, there are till, still two players active in the Premier League who've played for both Leeds and Liverpool. We gave one away um, earlier on, which is, of course, James Milner, but the second... Scotty Too Hotty Carson. Scotty Too Hotty Carson, <laughs> absolutely. Um, 
and the, the, it's funny because I think a lot of people would have got that because everyone's talking about Scott Carson because it ties into the uh, the five day rule, which we'll we'll discuss in a bit. But um, just to get everyone sort of to speed of where we're at, because I didn't really pay too much attention attention to the international break. Costas played a full ninety in Greece and on had a Wednesday game night. apparently as well. Um, Trent and Hendo were unused subs in Poland. So I, I, I had to double check. I checked on two different sources this morning. Saki didn't use any subs. No. Like, what is he... I mean, like, I, I don't get me wrong, because like, there's a chance our lads might have been amongst them if he had to use subs, so I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the fact that Calvin Phillips played the full 90, who's now going to have to come and play against us at the weekend. But, like, what is he... Like, Poland made... I think Poland made five. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing, Southgate, you loon? Um, right, so, so that bodes well for us in, te- in, in those terms. Uh, Tuesday's Robbo played the full 90 in Austria. Jota played 78 minutes in Azerbaijan. Uh, Virgil played the full 90 in Holland. Um, Mo, uh, Picked Mo up a little knock in the injury time as well, Virgil, didn't he? But he's fine, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we uh, if you want more on that, we did that on the Reds News Roundup show this week. Um, but, yeah, as in Mo's been, I think it's five days since he last played a game for Egypt as well. So, I think we're, we're okay. The Shimakas stuff is one of those situations where I might have been having a conversation, Mick, about, well, Robbo, he's just come back from injury, then he's gone and played a lot of football for Scotland. Maybe he just put Shimakas back in for this, but given that he's played a full 90 more recently than Robbo as well, I can't see a world where Robbo just doesn't doesn't play at the weekend. Yeah, I think you just de- default to the, the main fella, don't you, with that one? Obviously, Robertson, he's just a machine, isn't he? And I think... To be honest, the Chelsea game, obviously Robson came off towards the end, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And I think Simicast came on and uh, Robbo just looked shot, didn't he? He just yeah. looked absolutely knackered and Simicast looked like he's got a, those fresh legs and obviously in pre-season and whatever, he's done quite well, hasn't he, Costas? So, I mean, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed if Costa started because if Klopp makes the decision that Robbo was maybe run himself into the ground a little bit and give give Simicast maybe 60, give Robbo half an hour. I don't know, but against Leeds, away from home, I suppose you've got to factor that in as well. I, Ellen Rhodes, Robbo, it, it makes more sense to, to go as strong as, as you can maybe and then if, if we are doing well towards the end of the game, then you can maybe bring a Costas on to kind of give Robbo a bit of a rest. But. Yeah, for, for me, I'm, I'm like, look, it's Robbo's, it's Robbo's shirt, you know what I mean? You've got AC Milan... Um, at home in the Champions League, haven't you? On the following Wednesday, which gives Chimacas a seven-day break before his maybe next ninety minutes. Um, so I'm probably looking at it and going, yeah. I, I would, I'd stick Robbo in for this one. If you need Chimacas, fine, you might need him, but ultimately you've got to build up that sort of fitness as well, haven't you? Because you're right, he looked yeah, shot, yeah. Yeah. but having having a couple of games in quick succession will actually help Robbo, especially yeah, yeah. if you can have that recovery time Definitely. properly midweek yeah. to then go seven days again. So I'm looking at it and going, look, and especially, look, I know we, we don't want to talk too much about the Brazilians until a little bit later in the show, but if you are losing a couple of lads that you're expecting to start, having that experience is decent. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, and the thing is as well, with it, you've got the League Cup game coming up, and I, th- I'm, I think I'm right in saying you can use five subs in the Champions League because they, they were sensible with that last year anyway. So there's a chance, realistically, like where you maybe just use Shimakas for half an hour in the Champions League if you want to. If you want to, if you go and AC Milan's a big game and you still want to have your best foot forward, Robo can still do that because he, he is he's a machine, as mentioned. But then you give him you give him half an hour off, and then you know you're not too long away from Shimakas having a full ninety for the League Cup, and then they're both pairing, and then you can start to chop and change. And I, I'd be interested to see whether we do that. Because now, it, whether we genuinely feel we've got two very similar level options, or is it just that Shimakas is going to be that? Is he just going to be the guy who comes in for the cup games and for 10, 15 minutes here and there? Like we've seen 
a couple of lads have been in terms of rotation for the front three, or is he like a Jota, where this, he's just, there will be there'll be games where it's like, no, sorry, Robbo, you're out for this one. We won't know. Of course, you know what? I, I sort of start to think back a little bit to Jürgen when he had both Moreno and Robbo, and we would see the occasional Moreno left wing. Put, appearance wouldn't we as a substitute and I just wonder with Chimacas's ability from corners and stuff like that when the game's kind of it going in your favour throwing a lad there especially if you are short numbers up top who can whip a ball in Definitely. who can take a decent corner who's solid defensively might be something that we've, we've seen him do it's not been for a few years yeah. but we have seen him do that in the past so you know you might pick up 20 minutes here and there just to keep him sort of pairing as you said yeah well, you know we're in a situation where we've got midweek footy now for the for for a good old run, you know, just looking ahead to, to Liverpool's games, as mentioned, their leads of the weekend, Milan midweek, Palace weekend, Norwich midweek, Brentford weekend, Porto midweek, City weekend, particularly that with that Porto game, I would want to get to because normally I'd be going City, 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 City is all the focus, but in that flip way, if I'm saying that's the focus, I want the best possible team. Or the, the best possible understudy team for the Porto game, and that's got probably got Shimikas in it, and it's probably got another couple of a couple of lads. So I'm saying you don't want it, you want Shimikas ready, because that's a massive, it's still a massive game away in, away in Porto, and we've got a quite nice record there to sort of maintain as well. So it's definitely a consideration from uh, from Klopp's perspective. Uh, let's. Let's do the Brazilian thing. Um, now, look, I've, we've tried everything in our power to get as up-to-date information on this as possible. It's, what, we Thursday Thursday morning. I, I've checked, and at the moment, it still, still looks as though the Brazilian players won't be allowed to take part after Brazil have invoked the five-day rule, which for people who are unfamiliar with this is because they were, we, Liverpool didn't release them for international duty. Countries are basically allowed to go, ah, well, you're not using your players then dickheads and, and, and that's literally a straight quote from the Brazilian Football Federation um, as well in case anyone was wondering um, because and Mick we had this conversation off air they're, they're fine for Richarlison to play for Everton but not our lads and it, by all accounts it's because they quite like Everton because they let him play in the in, in the Olympics which just as if anything smacks of just horrible corruption I mean we shouldn't be surprised that coming from Brazilian football federations who used to put players in just to get caps so they could sell them to Italy um, but it's a kick in the teeth what we're trying to do yeah, I mean, it, it, like you said, does it make sense to if the rules are the rules and it's like a blanket thing, all the Brazilian lads can't play, then you can go right. We can take that, even though it makes no sense at all from what's happened. But the fact that they've went, all those players can't, but Richarlison can. That's when it's like, well, they're not they're not clearly rules. I mean, obviously they're applicable to whoever player that they want, but it should be either all or none. That and it's, it's easier, to, it's more easily acceptable that way. But it's like is really salty. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's like your school saying it's all right keep your kids off and then the local authority dragging you in front of the court for, for, for your kids playing truant that's what it's like you know they, we because the Premier is, League said it was okay yeah. And that's and and we followed the Premier League, and it was Aston Villa who broke ranks, wasn't it, with the Argentinians and yeah, sent yeah. them anyway. Uh, when I, th- I think everyone had kind of agreed that we're all going to do it and we're all going to do it together and stuff like that. So re- realistically, there's something coming here between the Premier League, UEFA slash FIFA, probably probably FIFA, 
um, and the clubs and the Premier League because they, they, they're they not going to be happy that the Premier League said you can do this and they're, they're the ones being penalised yeah. for it. Um, so it, it, it's going to get messy, this, I think, yeah. to be quite honest with you. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's it. And the, the, the thing that's most ridiculous about it all is effectively we can't... And look, and Firmino's injured, so he's not going to be able to play regardless. So that's that would have been an issue that Liverpool have had to resolve either way, the goalie and the DM. I mean, you can deal with the DM, but it's the goalie. We, you know, we're missing the goalie. It was a game of football that got called off after five minutes because the Argentinian players broke ranks and went over to effectively have a little bit of a hangout with Leo Messi, uh, um, it, you know, just for a laugh. Um, so it's just the whole thing is is pathetic. And of course, what it means is Rafinha won't be able to play for Leeds as well. But again, he's a good player. He's one of their best, but he's not the goalie. You know, he's not the first choice best goalie in the world. As, uh, you know, as well, he's not, you know that that which is a major issue. It's. It's, and the best DM in the world. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's that's the thing about the Liverpool Premier League thing. This, the, the, and I'm sure they'll be trying everything in their power between now and kickoff to try and sort some sort of alternative or try and try and rectify it in some way as they should be because that's a betrayal from the Premier League. If it was going to be, I mean, look again, missing five days is still better than the the ten days or isolation they'd have had to go into. So they'd have missed three games if they'd have had to go out there and do it anyway. But Given the circumstances, Chris, and again, what happened with the Brazilian Argentina match, the whole thing just, it, you, to your point, it just smacks of someone in the Brazilian FA just being a dickhead more than anything else. Yeah, and, that, and that's it, isn't it? I think f- for me, I'm, I'm looking at it and going, well, Bobby, it, he's, not the, he's not the striker for Brazil anyway, is he? Does Fabinho play every single game for no. Brazil? He doesn't, does he? And Edison's, and, and Edison's been, been yeah. rotating for the last two or three years. Sometimes it's Allison's the number one, sometimes it's Edison's the number one. So it's not even like, it's not like, it's not like Mo Salah for Egypt. It's actually, no, it's nowhere near like that in this instance. It's just squad players and stuff. And then the game getting, uh, what happened in the game happened. And it's just balmy, to be honest with you. I just, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why they're making the stand here. Yeah. To be honest with you. Because we are in unprecedented times with football, with every sport, for games getting called off and all this type of stuff. Why are you making your stand now on this one when it doesn't really matter? Like, it just seems mad. Or maybe they're protecting themselves for when it does matter. That's the only thing I can think of where they go, well, listen, it didn't matter this time, but we've got to stop them doing that last time. But if they're just going to get five days anyway, to your point, well, they'll go, okay, Sam, we're not sending you. Better than missing three. That's true, isn't it? I, it, it? I think that's maybe the, the interesting point there, Mick, is that they're trying to set precedent in unprecedented times in case that it's, this becomes the, the, the downfall of international football in some regard, which I get, but it doesn't, you know, again, it's pathetic, really. Yeah, you've got to have some consideration for what the world is, is that, what's, that, what's going on in the world. Obviously, it's, like you said, it's unprecedented times. Like, you can't impose rules on players that it's like it's not feasible for them to send them out there when there's a 10 day isolation period and it's like it's going to become very messy and I think it's I don't understand the thinking behind it like I said I don't know if it's just Brazilian FA going right we need to throw throw the rule book at them this time like you said just so we've got some kind of foundation for the next time we want to do it 
and and they, and they want to keep doing it. But it's just uh, it just seems like a bit of a, a stupid battle. That like I said, why are they doing it now? Does yeah. it, it doesn't make any. It makes no sense with three games in. I, yeah. the, the other thing that I sort of think about is what what's what's Brazil's long term sort of thinking here. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think it's more probably than just we need to get the players here. I think it's now the Premier League are probably going to put pressure on the governments to make sure that there's some kind of elite sportsman. Yeah. Sort well, of. this is the, the governments have fucked all of this by not just issuing a waiver to this thing. And so both and oh, and what happened was we, it looked like a good thing for Liverpool. Be- and it was it was not because the government had done a good thing. It was through their own inaction, through their inability to move on, move the goalposts again, like they had, like has been getting done for the last year and a half. When, it, when everyone was desperate for football to come back, and they were desperate for football to come back as a distraction from their in- incredible mismanagement of the of the pandemic in this country. And now that it's sort of settling down, it's like ah, whatever. We don't give we don't give a shit a shit about all this. On an interesting note, actually, because I, I, obviously I, I've been talking about the Brazil Argentina game, which was suspended. Brazil actually did play a game on the third of September. They played Chile and they won one nil. Uh, out of interest, their team uh, they had Weverton in goal. I've never heard of, but you know they kept the clean sheet, so it can't be that bad. They had Sandro Marquinhos, Militao, and Danilo as a back four. Vinicius Junior, Casemiro, okay, Guimaraes. I'm not heard of him, but he might be someone. Lucas Paqueta, Neymar, and, uh, and a guy called Gang. Oh, is that Gabriel Barbosa? Yeah, there it is. Um, sound up front so they've had a good team and they've won the game and then ultimately again this is my point the Argentina game gets suspended so it's not like Argentina got this unfair advantage by having these not players that were sent over from, from England who haven't had to quarantine the game literally got stopped so it's not like I can understand if Brazil played Argentina their biggest rivals and Argentina are chock full of all of their best players and Brazil get done over because they've been robbed of their stars because of this because of the Premier League and them looking to bite back over it unless they're just annoyed that they've had to send the Covid police onto the pitch to, to do this you know what I mean and it was more effort than it was worth or something but yeah it feels very it feels very vindictive at the moment um, and we'll have to see so look we'll, let's do it both ways because because if you know, we'll do it. What does Liverpool side look like without the Brazilian lads? Uh, and then maybe we'll do we'll do a one if if and when. I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> like if Allison's available and Fabinho's available, they'll play in their positions. But make it, it, I guess it's it's Kelleher. It'll start in goal. Yeah, it's got to be. I think. I think. Um, I think even in the games he played last year, I don't think he played that many. I think he had like five or six. But even in them, I think he proved just how much he's came on. I think like. Cool head, but ball at his feet. It's he's 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 tremendous. He's, he's, he's actually he's actually potentially better than Allison, and I know, really? I know that's I know okay. that's a big shout. But I know because Allison's great with his feet. But there's sometimes where he does he does kick a few out of play. Sometimes Allison, but I think Kelly, he's just got he's nothing phases him. And I think I mean he's he's obviously a really talented goalkeeper, and and we've had him for a while. He's he's kind of. Obviously, learned his, his craft through, through the academy and whatever else, and he and he's at he's at the right place to be doing it. Isn't he's, he? I, be, I think we benefit from the appearances he had last season because I think he has moved above the pecking order. You know, so Adrian's now the third choice. I, I imagine, although we did see a couple of situations, and I think that was largely due to injury that Allison went. Adrian went back to being on the bench for a lot of games last season, but he he put in some great, some 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 great not loads, but a couple of a handful of I'd say performance where you go okay. I'm I'm sound with this. There's a massive drop off between Allison and him. There, there has to be. It's the best goalie in the world, and it's a lad who's only just starting to make his first steps into senior football. But I'm nowhere near as panicky about the idea of him playing as I would have been 
18 months ago. No, so. and I think, you know, the other thing is you've got a defence in front of him, haven't you? A good defence in front of him. So that makes a big difference, you know, and that will fill in with confidence as well, having, you know, the best centre-half in the world and the best left-back and the best right-back in the world in front of him to, to give him that sort of foundation that he can go and play his game and not have to worry about yeah. the stresses and the strains because he knows that he's going to be protected yeah. for the most part throughout the entire game. So, and I think Mick's right. I, I would say it's a little bit of a stretch to say he's better with his feet, yeah. but I really like him with his feet. I think he's really good with his feet um, so I agree with you on that and listen I think he's good at getting the ball out the air I think he he, he marshals that space really well yeah. um, so if we are playing a high line he understands that he's been brought up on that um, so it's all, it all comes natural to him whereas I think the difference with Adjin is that's not his natural game. Yeah. It never has been his natural game. And he's he's a square peg for a round hole, isn't he? Whereas yeah. Keller is not. He's not as good, but he's very much very serviceable. Yeah. Um, and he won't yeah. he won't do as he won't make a mistake, hopefully. Yeah, I think what I, what I meant was like he's as good he he could he could be as Don't good back as out of it now, yeah. Mick. Come Just on, read in the comments and like, oh I shouldn't yeah, have said no, that. You know, <laughs> what, what yeah. one compliment I'm paying him is he he is as he could be as good as Allison with his feet, and I think he's He's gradually getting there, and I think the fact is, like you said, the drop off from Allison to Adrian with with the feet is not comparable. But I'm saying is yeah. with Keller and, and Allison, it's slightly he comparable. He moves the ball quickly and with authority, yeah. which is something Adrian does not do. He does Adrian not. Yeah, exactly. is a dawdler. Yes. Yeah, he likes Aston Villa. He likes to just <laughs> have the ball. Uh, we've all had that. We've all, we've all maybe we've all been that at one point. I know I certainly have. That point where you're trying to look better than you are, yes. and you see people who are really good on the ball. And they look like they got loads of time on the ball. So you go, well, I'll do that. But really, you just stood, stood flat-footed on the ball for too long, and you, all your options disappear, and you get closed down, and you're done. And that's basically what Adrian is. And bearing in mind, I'm saying this: there's a good chance Adrian actually starts this game, so be prepared um, for that, of course. But no, I, I just had a quick look back just to just to familiarise myself with it but um, Keller has two Champions League games last season two in the Premier League uh, and one in the FA Cup for the se- for the senior team as well which is um, I think I think I'm right in saying I'm just going to get this up just to I'm not t- talking absolute wham uh, yeah the Brighton game and the Wolves game is in the Premier League the Wolves one in particular was one where we, we it was a really good performance we come away 4-0 winners and I remember thinking yeah sound you know there was no he didn't look like a young lad in goal you know he looked calm he looked assured and yeah i think we, hopefully we'll be you fine know, it must be different one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow's furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating they always have their customers in mind their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you and with burrow you always get fast free shipping get up to 60 percent off during burrow's memorial day sale at burrow.com slash acast that's burrow.com slash acast Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
for good for young goalkeepers, I think it's it, we've always talked about it on here, haven't we? It's one of those positions that it's really hard to buy a, a good second. But also, I, I think about like how players evolve and like the teams that they come up through and stuff like that. It mo- the mo- the most difficult thing for a goalkeeper, I think, must be having the patience yeah. to have a career as a goalkeeper mm-hmm. because you're playing with lads. Let's say you're 21. Let's say you're 13 and you're playing with 13 year olds, 14, 14 year olds, 15, 15 year olds, etc., etc. Until you get to about 21. And then all these lads start hitting first teams and you're almost left alone going, God, I've got about another five years yeah. here yeah, without yeah. any of my mates. It's like, like being that. kept yeah. back in school. You see them all start to have these it. amazing careers yeah. and like you're like, when am I going to get my opportunity? Like, And then yeah. seven years later, you might get a first team job and you're like, all right, you're all five years younger than me. Hello, lads. Yeah, I'm yeah. I've been in the reserves here for the last 15 that, yeah, years. That, that, that ready is, and waiting to go. The 18 year old lads shaving doing his GCSEs, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's an interesting must point. Be horrible. That. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Liverpool, I must admit, Liverpool's approach to this has been well better than any I've seen in, in recent years in how they involve the goalkeeper. They have like a goalkeeping squad almost and they train together and then they warm up together you know we always have two additional goalkeepers on on match days as part of the warm-up routines just to make sure they're integrated and they all feel like because they're, they're part of the training regime for the guy who's going to be the, the senior guy on, on the day so I mean look at the one thing that bodes well it's, it's a very small point is that pe- people who want us to have a good league cup run we've got a Premier League team Norwich you know Norwich will we don't know how much Norwich will go for that game or not. Kelleher will most likely start and he'll be better served for having played another game of football before he goes into that. So if you want us to win the League Cup, we are better positioned for that, for having him play the game of footy for us before he go goes straight but into the But I want us to, to win the Premier League and we're better positioned if we've got Alisson in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If we had the choice. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be a that would be a fine thing. As I say, it's one of them, it's one of those small small knock on effects. A bit like like Adrian having to play. You know, if he'd if he'd come in for the Super Cup out of no, out of nowhere. In fact, he wouldn't have played the Super Cup. He'd have come in for League Cup games down the line. As it was, he just played and he was fine. Hopefully, this is something that gives Callagher a bit of a boost. Um, the midfield, then. No, wait, no, I'm talking about Callagher. No, okay. He's not registered. <laughs> not registered, so he can't <laughs> play anyway. Um, the um, uh, I imagine that, that was imagine that was the big mistake. Everyone's focused on the midfield and attack, <laughs> and it turns out not registering Callagher was the big big mistake of the, of the summer. Um, yes. The midfield, then you'd imagine, uh, you know, barring unforeseen circumstances, Chris Hendo will just come in at the six, which is absolutely sound. I mean, Naby should be available. Obviously, he's escaped the military coup, which I don't think any of us really thought would be a, a discussion point. But there it is. Tiago didn't go away. Man, it? Like, yeah, he, he gets into is. some random situations yeah. when you talk about football. Tiago didn't go away right. uh, with Spain, which will which will hopefully mean he's in contention for this. Curtis Jones should be available. Harvey Elliott was a doubt. Um, going away, but all the, the the talk is he he'll be available for this as well. Oxley Chamberlain will still be available. And you forgot the big man, the big man who played there last time when Liverpool played in the Premier League, James Milner. James Milner. So we're not short on options, even no, without Fabinho coming into this. Who's your midfield today? No, with no Fab. Um, I'm going Henderson, Thiago, and <laughs> can I go one off? <laughs> One of Navigator, Alex Oxley Chamberlain, uh, or Kurt Jones. Where are, you, where are you putting them in that instance? Ah, you'll have to watch the Sound 11 prediction at four o'clock this afternoon. But that's what you think Jürgen will do, not what you would do. Yeah, what I would do <laughs> is make sure that Fabinho can start. Yeah. Right? And then play Henderson and Thiago with him. Interesting. 
Good, let's just do that. Right? I'd just be annoying the Brazilian FA. I yeah. mean, like, look, come on, man. <laughs> well, it's interesting that whether, whether someone will take a stand on that. Unfortunately, I don't think they will. But the... Yeah, I mean, I... There's an interesting point, because let's say Naby and Thiago, but Naby's played predominantly on the left-hand side of the midfield. But he has played on the, on the left-hand side of the midfield. Thiago had been getting more and more familiar with that position but we know we can we you know we can kind of do both but also in how we've played that right hand side is definitely the more attacking more forward thinking so do you switch if you put Thiago and Naby do you switch them back over and and let Naby loose because I think we played him in quite a contained way so far or do you just you know if Harvey's available do you just go straight straight with Harvey again yeah, I'm hoping Harvey's obviously fit. I don't know what, how bad the injury or whatever is, but the, the games that he's played, I've, I've been surprised that he's started both yeah. of them. That was been, especially the Burnley one when I was in the ground waiting to see who came out. I was like, Elliot's that. I was like, I couldn't believe it. But I was made up for him at the same time and he's proved just how good he is getting on that ball on that right-hand side, the little triangles with Trent and, and Salah. They've been a, a joy to watch, to be fair. And he's just got a that cool head on and very, very young shoulders, which is it's, it's, it's tremendous to see. But if he's not fit, then I think... Um, Cater on the left, I think Hendo in in the six, and then I'd, I think I'd put Thiago on on, the, on that right. I think Cater's just a bit more comfortable on that left, isn't he? I think it's the same with as when you talk about Hendo on on the right, because obviously in the last game he put on the left, and it was a bit he, he seemed a bit out position, didn't he? he didn't he? Didn't quite know yeah. where <clears throat> those dart and runs that he usually does on the right of a three on the left, he wasn't quite sure. And I think he had a chance against Chelsea, didn't he? Where he absolutely fluffed it, yeah. nice ball by Trent, and he fluffed his lines, but it was a difficult chance to be fair. But yeah, yeah I think just get the players in the most natural positions. I think for the game away at, at Leeds, Ellen Road, I think Cater on the left would be would be better for me. I think again, yeah. I mean, it, it, the good thing is it's perfectly viable either way. The good thing about Cater is that he's played he's played both since he's been at Liverpool. You know, he's actually very good. People talk about his link up with Mane. I think he links up better with Salah. I think you go back to that run up to the Club World Cup and he's just he's pinging the ball into the feet of Mo Salah. He's looking to play little through balls, he's looking to get involved on that side. I'm cool with it either way. I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping he does play, Chris, to be honest, because I thought it was a little he was a little unfortunate not to get the Chelsea game given how well he started. But of course, again, Believe it or not, we've got a very de- deep squad that does need to get game time. So equally, there's probably a point there where Curtis Jones is going to have to get some minutes at some point and Thiago's going to have to start playing football matches. So Naby could end up actually just missing out again. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I would I would probably do what Mick said, to be honest with you. I'd probably go Naby left-hand side, Thiago right-hand side and, and Henderson in the six. But I, I like it and I like I like Naby Keiter. I think he's a good player. I think we know what he can bring to a side. We've discussed it so many times. It's it's always talking about his injuries, but he's not injured. So we need to we need to play him um, because he, he he's a difference maker. Yeah. And I'm all right if we sit, sit him back a little bit and go, do you know what? You need to learn a role. For the side, you might be curbing your enthusiasm to go forwards or whatever, or your natural instincts, but you're playing a role in the system here. Yeah. And that left hand side midfielder, is, historically, it's been Gini Wijnaldum for the last few years, doesn't get forward anywhere near as much. Um, but, you know, we are going to have to get minutes for some of these lads. I mean, Kurt Jones, it wouldn't shock me if he just played Kurt Jones if he was fit mm-hmm. uh, and, he's, and he's okay. It wouldn't shock me if he just stuck with Harvey Elliott and see where, where are we going with this if he's fit. And then, But then you're in a position where you're three games removed from Oxley Chamberlain last play in the game of 44, yeah? I'm sure I go not starting. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a big conundrum. And again, it's another one. I think we're still, until we see, I've seen, until I see a week where we're playing two games a week. I don't think any of us really knows quite what the plan is or quite what we're going to do because, again, we're so far removed from having those options. 
we've got a wealth of midfield options there. And, you know, to the point, you know, Keita is injury prone. He is, and Oxley Chambers had his injury problems, but they're not, neither of them are injured but right now. It, but if Ox hasn't been away and Keita's gone through all that stuff over the last week, it might be a good option for, for Ox to come into this one. <laughs> and whether and this is... Thiago on the left-hand yeah, yeah. side. And whether this is actual knowledge or just something we just think is knowledge, but when we talk about all the time, the Klopp does... In my mind, tend to stick with lads who've been around training. James Milner, Milner, Milner always tended to play more of those after the international because he was there the whole time. But now you've got you've effectively got an entire midfield. You've got three or four options there who, who will have been around Kirby for that time. So even then, even that model doesn't. But give then you he the probably answer. is. He's probably not expecting Jordan and Trent not to, not to play any minutes midweek. Yeah, yeah. So he's going. Well, this changes things actually a little bit, doesn't it? Because yeah. I've got a fresh Jordan Anderson. That's brilliant. Thank you, Gareth. Yeah. Really appreciate yeah. that one with <laughs> with the Fabinho issue that we've got upcoming. Um, so yeah, I think he'll be made up with that as well. Yeah. Now let's um, let's have a little look then at the other fixtures um, that are going to be happening at the weekend. Um, we have got Crystal Palace hosting Tottenham Hotspur half twelve on Saturday. Watford Wolves is three o'clock. Brentford Brighton's three o'clock. Arsenal Norwich. Um, like we'll know quite conclusively by you know quarter to five on Saturday whether Arsenal are terrible or not I know already they are <laughs> yeah? yeah you go Norwich I'm not going Norwich win but I'm going Arsenal are terrible okay cool wow they are uh, United host Newcastle at three o'clock in the game that's causing people to complain about the 3pm blackouts because my, uh, Ronaldo's second debut will not be televised in this country no crimey a fucking <laughs> um <laughs> But that will ultimately, therefore, probably be first on match of the day, you know. So, yeah, the trade-offs and all that. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here all day for Ronaldo being poo against Newcastle. I don't think it will be the case. I think he will start like an absolute house on fire. What do you reckon, Mick? Yeah, I think so. He's too, he's too good of a player, isn't he, to, uh, to not? And I think those type of games against like a Newcastle, I think that's where he will do his, his best work against yeah. like centre halves that aren't the the verge qualities or Rudigers and whoever else in the league that are really solid. I think he'll he'll be banging goals in for fun against those teams and I think just whip the ball in the box and nine times out of ten he's going to get on the end of his and he's that yeah, good. It's hard to see past that really. I think the best way to feel about the Ronaldo stuff is presume that he's going to score 30 goals this season and then be made up when he doesn't. <sighs> Yeah, I think you're probably right there, Paul. Um, I don't like him. I just, I just don't like talking about him. He's he's going to continue to score goals. Yeah. But I think at the detriment of the side, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I think they you'll become reliant, and he he will be a flat track bully. He will go and snot teams like Newcastle all day long. And you'll become reliant on his goals, and what you won't realise is the team when it needs to step up actually hasn't got that ability because they're not able to get the ball back as quick and all that type of stuff. So you, you might get your 65 points dead easy, but getting from 65 to 90 becomes very difficult within yeah, there. I, I genuinely hope so. I mean, of course, they've got this, they've just got a, they've got a wealth of talent there, haven't they? They're not, they're not short of brilliant attacking options in that regard, but it's good that the, 
the personality and ego clash is going to be fascinating. It's interesting that uh, I think it's Paul Tompkins. Yeah, in fact, it was Paul Tompkins wrote about this about like the sort of the egos within your squad, and it's something that never really gets accounted for when people say buy this player or buy that player. I mean, a great example of recent history was everyone clamouring for Obama Yang to join Liverpool, and it was like, well, you've got the Klopp connection, and Klopp's never made any. Doesn't really. He, he loves Lewandowski. He can't shut up about Lewandowski. Ask him a, a question. I asked him a question about Jordan Henderson playing in the six. And he gave me a two-minute answer about playing Lewandowski in the ten. You know, like you know, he loves him, but he doesn't talk about Aubameyang in the in the same way. He doesn't seemingly have the same level of affection for him, and whether that's an ego thing or not. But that you see, like the upset that he kind of causes around the Arsenal squad at times, and it's whether you know Paul Pogba who's being increasingly pandered to in that Man United side, and he's they're getting results out of him. He's playing better. He's playing better footy, but how who? And I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd, men in I'd be more concerned if Fernandez wasn't mates with him from international duty. Yeah. Because I think that's the big personality there. That's the one who everyone looks at at Manchester United. But he was one of the ones that got on the phone to Ronaldo. Yeah. Which probably means it's okay there. But is there a point though where he's but he's the star jewel in that Man United side, Fernandez? And what happens well, when when all you of take a sudden... his pens away, he gets nine goals a well, season. No, but exactly. <laughs> But no, no, but no, we're laughing. But like that's again, that's going to be very interesting when they get a penalty or they get a free kick, and Ronaldo does his. Ronaldo's not very good at kicks it over the bar. I'm just saying. Yeah. I know this is going to come back to bite me on the arse at some point. He's definitely scored against us with one, but yeah, generally speaking, yeah, it's like Roberto Carlos. Yeah, he's scored like two yeah. world yeah. class. Wow, I mean, Roberto the best you've ever seen. What a great free kick taker! One was it a friendly, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> what was it called? A tournoir or something? Tournoir. What a terrible free kick taker Roberto <laughs> Carlos actually was. Like, you'd have him on like Pro Evo 4 or 6 and you'd be like, yes, Robbie Carlos, oh, I've hit the corner flag again. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like 99 power and like three accuracy, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah just hit it as hard as you can and see what happens. But um, I really like the animation of the run-up and the Oh, bend. yeah. I mean... It's just brilliant. Uh, yeah, the Fred Flintstone bulging ball. Bulging yeah. out of the shore. Southampton hosting Champions Elect, West Ham United, another three o'clock on Saturday. Um, Leicester Man City. Whew. I, this is the first one where I think we're going to find out where Leicester are at. Now, there's a, there's a sense that Leicester have got Man City's number a little bit. Obviously, uh, they've had the better of them in, re- in recent times. Um it's it, it'd be a f- I always feel it's a fool's game doing anything backing backing against Man City in any way, shape, or form. But there's Give that them the three points. Enjoy it when they don't get them. Yeah, hundred percent. Same as the same as the Ronaldo thing. <laughs> um, what's your, what's your, what's your thoughts on this one, Mick? Uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's it's hard to look past Man City. Isn't it? Like Leicester, have, I've I've recruited quite well with like Pat and Dakar and whoever else. The good good players and yeah, like the games that they played recently. Obviously, the Brendan Rodgers does t- sometimes. Do quite well against them, like obviously the cup final and whatever else. And um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things. You just res- resort to default, don't you? With Man City, they're just that good. They just pass you to death, and they just know how to batter people like Jack yeah. Grealish, and they just sort of flood the wings, and they they just know how to just wear you down. Yeah, it's one of them. If if they score within the first twenty minutes, the likelihood of them scoring four is you know it's very very likely. If they don't score in the first forty five, I always think oh you might struggle a little bit here. They're the opposite of Man United, aren't they? Yeah. In that City get their games won in forty five. Man United are very good at winning it in the last fifteen. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with that. You could you, they've just still they still and always will have that blow you away quality. Or, also, like you know, we're worrying about our second goalkeeper. Like Scott Carson. Well, 
That's an interesting point because, yeah, so you mentioned that Edison won't be available because of the five-day rule. Um, Zach Steffen tested positive for COVID while he was away with America as well. So it looks like Scott Carson's likely to start in goal for them. I think they played him, did they get battered? Or did he, score, did he concede a load of goals last time he played? Either way, he... He's dead old, and he's definitely not good enough to be starting games for footy in the, for, for Man City in the Premier League. So, could oh, well be an interesting point. At forty. Wow. Is no, a, he's not. I've no idea. I was going to say he must, he must be one of the few. Go on, have a guess. 40, I, I would guess forty, but I'd he say, must be one of the few footy players who's actually older than. I think he's our age. I think he's. I think oh, he's thirty-eight. He's the way people talk about him, and <laughs> oh, he's our age. He's younger than us. Oh my dear, that's even worse. Thirty-six year old. Oh my god, Scott he's Carr. two years younger than me. To fair, he does look about forty-three, doesn't he? I, and he's only just as well. He's only just turned thirty. And I'll be thirty-nine in a couple of months' time. Uh, the way I, I've been speaking about him, like a friggin' old man, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh my Marker, oh wow, Marker, I've got Scott Carson, the forgotten goalkeeper, who will save Guardiola and Man City. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, there's a chance to make it. If, if we were playing, if we were playing them, we'd have the world of his life. Yeah. Um, but let's hope that that let's hope Leicester don't have that kind of case as well. Um, so yeah, that that's um, that's that. The, the televised game, half five. That's mad that that's another three o'clock game. Everyone's everyone's whinging about United Newcastle, Leicester Man City's. That's that's a massive game. That's a massive game of footy. Um, Chelsea hosting Villa, and there's another one, um, Chris. Where Villa haven't quite obviously when you buy an entire new front three, it's going to take a little while to click and, and all that. And Chelsea obviously are another one of those champions of sort of sides at the moment. I would bank on again. You're stupid to not bank on Chelsea, but Villa. This time last year, they were getting results. I mean, least of all against us, um, against good teams. They've certainly got the firepower to cause problems. So that will be an interest, an interesting one. There's a possibility that Villa gets something from Chelsea. Is what I'm kind of. I don't think there is. I think Chelsea are too good. I think while while Villa are getting used to it, I think did Bendy score in his last game or something like that? I can't remember. Um, but I, th- I just think for for now, Chelsea look like a team, and having just played them. I'm like, yeah, you know what? They're going to be there at the end of the season and Villa haven't got a chance for me anyway. Yeah, Emmy Brendier scored in the one-all draw with Brentford in the last Premier League game. Yeah, I think Aston Villa are good, Andy, they? like Danny Ings and whatever else. They've, they've recruited quite well, but like you said, like you said, Paul, they're going to, it's going to take a while for them to, to get into that groove maybe of like finding... Because there's enough quality there and obviously when you put enough quality together, it's eventually going to click, but... When that happens, remains to be seen. I'd be more confident it was if it was a Villa Park rather than Stamford Bridge, of course. But yeah, no, I, I think it's fair. I think I mean, but my point is more that if they were playing Southampton, I'd be like all day Chelsea. Whereas I think there's definitely an X factor there with that Villa side. They played decent footy. They've got some good players. Leon Bailey, Buendiaings are all capable of scoring goals in that game. But well, yeah, it remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah, we're for half four on the Sunday. Everton playing Burnley Monday eight o'clock, and it's quite funny hearing Evertonians talk about this one. Who now got this like quiet, understated, smirking confidence going on and how their season's going. Burnley could be the worst team. Like Rafa Benitez coming up against Burnley, who we had years of Rafa struggling against like the low block sides of this world and not being able to break them down because he himself is quite a conservative manager at heart. That could be the dullest game of football that the world has ever seen on Monday night. Yeah, I think the kickoff probably once the first pass is taken, it's just them standing there 
fainting each other like in the <laughs> UFC for a little while so that'll take like the first five minutes of yeah. the game up yeah, yeah. and then and then at some point someone's going we're going to have to we're going to have to go here like you know what I mean and it's like they, 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 you need a football equivalent of speed chess for this game I think to force people into making a move yeah is yeah. what I'm trying to say yeah like a shot clock from basketball <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah 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 definitely, yeah, definitely. Uh, right yeah that's um, that's in terms of the fixtures happening around us this weekend let's have um, let's have some score predictions what do you think Nick for us, yeah, for us, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two 0 Two 0 I like that as a scoreline. I like that scoreline. Yeah. Liverpool's away form has been sneaky good, hasn't it? I think we've won seven of the last eight or something like that. I think. I think yeah, we, I think we might be even be unbeaten in the league for like thirteen odd games or something now as well. So, but I know that Leeds are unbeaten in about eight games at home as well. So, good home side versus a good away side. One. I think I think the Rafinha thing. If it, if you know the Brazilians aren't playing, that hurts them mm-hmm. a lot. And I know I know how good Alisson and Fabinho are, and how integral they are. But I just think he is their best player. Um, so I'm gonna go Liverpool three, Leeds United one. Okay, I'll take a two 0 as well. I think it's interesting that we we remember that last game quite negatively because it, you know it was in the midst of the Super League stuff when we drew one all with them at the back end. There was the protests outside the ground and all that kind of stuff, and Jurgen Klopp was like really upset by the whole thing. And that we were a bit we were robbed a little bit in that match, but also again we were still very weakened. But also that was the start of the ten game unbeaten run that really kickstarted what we were doing. I think we were we were probably. Yeah, in context, we didn't realise how good we were. We were about to become in that spell, so I, I think we should. We should have. We should have. Oh, I'm just going to say Mane for a brace. Yeah, go ahead. Because everyone seems to think he's finished, and I think that's mad. Yeah, it's mad. He's made more runs into the penalty area than any other player this season in the Premier League as well. He's made something like 47 runs into the prem- into the penalty area. So we're getting into the right positions. It's obviously helping us in yeah. ways. He's just not finishing his dinner quite just, as much as he has previously. I saw a lot of people talking about the Chelsea thing. Like he was really bad. I thought he was fine. I actually enjoyed his endeavour. And not saying he was he played really well, but he was bang up for it. He looked fit, which is a big thing, you know. That, that he had. He looked he looked fired. When Mane's fired up, I love that Mane. It's, it's the, he's my favourite one. Um, so I think I think the tales of his demise have been a little bit premature in this regard. But um, yeah, we'll have, we'll have to see. Eth uh, Champ, Ola Santa, the super chat in. Thank you so much, Eth uh, Champ. Says, uh, do you reckon the return of Ronaldo uh, could see Salah go to another level? I mean, there is something in, in Salah who he loves that. I think he wants to be unqualified, like a kind of uh, you know. Best in the place as the best in the league, yeah. Uh, I think so. Well, he's got an opportunity, hasn't he? I think if he scores this weekend, he'll score his 100th goal in, I think it's 161 games for us. I think he goes just behind Thierry Henry, maybe fifth fastest to reach 100 goals. I don't think Ronaldo's in there. Obviously, he was a young player when he first started. Mm-hmm. And then he started scoring 40 goals a season after a few years and stuff. But it, the, the difficulty when you're comparing players is the league always matters, doesn't it? And, you know, we'll find out where Ronaldo is now much more with him being in the Premier League than what he was doing in Italy and what he was doing for his last years in Spain so uh, you'd, and you'd love almost to see Messi there and you'd love to see them all at their peaks yeah. at some point wouldn't you in the same league so you can get a gauge on who actually is the best player yeah. in the world but I think Salah will be relishing this I'm really relishing hoping it. yeah I'm really hoping there's a moment where to, to, to the Ronaldo thing where he like he steps onto the pitch and he goes Whoo. 
And he's like, ready. And then and, the, and he hears the full-time whistle blow. <laughs> the game's just fucking <laughs> gone on around. He's like, what? 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 Are we kicking off? No, it's done. Ronaldo, it's done. What were you doing? You were stood there for 90 minutes, mate. It's like, oh, wow, this is a bit faster than I remember. <laughs> what I would like to be is like, just, just a fly on the wall in the toilet to see if he does his celebration to get to your arrival. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, ta-da! Let's start fishing in there. I'm definitely doing that when I finish it. Yeah, just to give that a go, definitely. Yeah. Um, FPL skills, uh, he's been a uh, YouTube member here as a first team for nine months. Uh, Taki to start one of the next two if Firmino not fit. Well, Taki Minamino's actually injured at the moment. Uh, there was less confidence that he'll be available for this, which is a real shame because... He looked damn good in that yellow kit. Did he have it? Yeah. The thing is, he looked brilliant in pre-season and it's funny how there's, we talk about sliding doors moments in footy all the time, don't we, Mick, how... Tacky um, looked great in pre-season but hasn't had this opportunity and now picked up an, a knock at a, at a bad time whereas Shimakas the opposite Robbo gets the injury and he gets his chance to shine and now we're in a world where we're talking about Shimakas as being a viable starter and Minamino not um, if he's not fit for this fingers crossed that he get you know it's Norwich is probably the one that he's got an eye on if nothing else but he needs to get games if he's going to prove himself that's what I mean. He needs to play before we realize, we know how good he can be in the league. Obviously, he went out on loan last year and and scored a few for Southampton, didn't he? And he's, he's got the quality there. He just needs to he needs to prove it over a consistent period for us to actually believe it. I think that's it. We've seen it in fits and starts, but we haven't seen a consistent tacky playing games for a prolonged period of time. For we so we can go right. This fella's going to actually be a good backup for us or mm. could potentially break in and, and do something because he's got the quality he's got the skills in the final third good dribbling skills and he's got an eye for a pass and whatever stuff that Klopp likes yeah. but it's just we need him on the field and if he keeps getting injured then it's going to make it more difficult for him unfortunately yeah, yeah, can things. I just pull up a YouTube comment here I think it's Absolutely. brilliant by the way from Dr G Jenkins it's funny we live in a world where nearly 30 year old Mo and Mane are on their way out yet the God given Cristiano are about to transform the world at north of 35 and I'd just like to also add to that Cavani last season uh, and I'd also like Ebre from a couple of years ago and your, your Fernandinho's and there's so many players who are playing at that uh, James Milner our own yeah. and yet the meltdowns we've all had uh, about James Milner Mo broke and the, Manning James Milner broke the assist uh, record for a single season in the Premier League age 33 I think you know what I mean he had the Premier League one did he I thought it was Champions League the Champions League individual one for 30 like 33 years old so you know what I mean I wouldn't worry too much about it I think people just think that that you hit 30 it's it's, you've fallen off the edge of a cliff and it's like because like, we did. Like, uh, <laughs> well, because because the football, particularly the football we grew up with, your players did. Yeah, yeah. Because they'd be out on the lash and eating steak for dinner every, yeah, exactly. every day, you know, before playing footy. Whereas the, the players, I mean, Ryan Giggs was the exception rather than the rule. Yes. Because he took extra care of him. And the people were, he does yoga. <gasps> yoga, like he's gone away and become Dalsim, you know what I mean? And like he's come <laughs> back with some sort of magic powers or whatever. Whereas like, they all do yoga. It's like literally you watch Liverpool warm up, they've all got those yoga rollers, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Like which again sounds like a that'll seem special move, but it's not. <laughs> um but like they all they all do it, so they're all yeah, it's not so much of a bit not so much of a big deal. Particularly if you've not been injury plagued throughout your career. Um yeah, it's it's you've got plenty of life left in you in your in your thirties, I I hope. Um right, there we go. That is the um that is the intensive match build-up show. Liverpool leads. There will be a watch along at the weekend, so do tune in for that on the channel. Uh, if you want more to keep you entertained, then go and subscribe to the redmentv.com. Uh, we've got it is boss. We've got the um 
It's your home of extra Redmen content. If you, if you like these shows, there's a whole other bank of extra Redmen shows on there. There was Around the League on Mondays. There was the Reds News Roundups in midweek. Uh, and obviously, we've had Transfer Insight with Neil Jones. That's going to return as a journalist. Weekly Insight as well from next week as well. And all the documentaries and features. And as well, these T-shirts are available now as well. So if you really like the away kit um, and you like the colours, we've got two away-inspired T-shirts available now on redmenmerch.com. Uh, so we'll have to send them to his mate, won't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll send them on to Jay. We'll definitely send them on to Jay. He literally was banging down our door. And we'll have to do send one to Mick now that we've said we're going to send one to his mate. Yeah, we'll send the other yeah, collector. Can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. can't leave me out now. After yeah, just t- t- we'll out. sort Mick out. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, more details on the t shirts will follow. But yeah, other than that, uh, hope you have an amazing day, amazing weekend, and we'll see you all soon. Ta-da.